0: Welcome to the Growing Rural Podcast, where we focus on all things rural in South Carolina. We will discuss topics on healthcare, economy, education, and the unique culture that is our rural state. This podcast is supported by the South Carolina Center for Rural and Primary Health Care. Please join us for today's topic.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Growing Rural Podcast. I'm your host today, Dr. Kevin Bennett. Our guest today is Dr. Sandra Glover, Distinguished Professor Emerita from the University of South Carolina, and the newly appointed State Director for South Carolina Rural Development within the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Welcome. Good morning. Thank you, Dr. Bennett, for having me. Glad to be here this morning. Absolutely. And we, you and I go back a long way. You were one of my professors in my doctoral program uh, on my dissertation committee, and I feel like I've been walking in your shadow for many, many years, and I'm very pleased to see you take on this new role. So, Thank you. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and just how you came to do everything that you've done over uh, the years. I
0: will share with you. Uh, you know some of it. As you said, we go way back. Certainly, um, I like the podcast, Growing Rule." I think that speaks to what we've done over the years. Because when you think about growing something, it's putting in time and effort and nourishing and and developing. And so this role with uh, rural development, USDA, in South Carolina really speaks to growing and mm-hmm. developing. And so I am rural. Uh, I grew up in a rural community in South Carolina, Four Holes community, Orangeburg County, mm-hmm. very rural. My parents... Uh, were educators, but at the same time, we had a small farm. Mm. We grew our own vegetables and fruits and, and um, even had some row crops mm. uh, from time to time. And it wasn't really necessarily an income generator for our household, but my dad loved it. He right. loved the land, and mm-hmm. so I grew to love the land as well. Uh, always loved rule. Always wanted to see rule grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, wanted to see rule rise. And certainly from the health perspective, where we connected, and my time at the University of South Carolina, and coming to USC in the Arnold School of Public Health, really focusing on uh, issues that were really significant for growing rural. Mm-hmm. Uh, prior to joining uh, university, of course, I went through the academic process, my master's, my PhD at USC, but prior to that, I attended South Carolina State University, majoring in business there. Mm. And so after completing my undergraduate, I actually went into banking. Hmm. Spent about 15 years in banking. I didn't know that. Yes, yeah. 15 yeah. years in banking. So, so the 15 years in banking, the 30 plus years at the University of South Carolina, Mm -hmm. and through that span of time, always very much engaged with the community, really has brought me full circle. you think about rural development, you think about loans, you think about grants, you think about a combination of loans and grants in the programs that we offer. And so now it's almost, when I look back over my life, it's like preparation has brought me full circle to this position with with rural development, with USDA, and it's an exciting role, mm-hmm. uh, really speaks to all of the issues in how do we make a rural community better? How do we build it from the bottom up uh, and, and, and put in all the issues that make, make take us to health equity for a community? So it really goes back to all of the social determinants of health.
1: All right. that, we, that,
0: we, that we worked on uh, over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember a paper that we did early on. I, I don't know if you remember it. Uh, I can't get the exact title, but it was about person in place. Mm-hmm. You remember that? I do, yeah. And how it compounded Amer- the issues of health disparities American that we worked on. Yes. Journal
1: of Public Health, I believe. Exactly. That's right.
0: exactly right. So right. Uh, coming full circle in looking at having an opportunity through this role, to really put all that into uh, application at the community level. Housing, transportation, water, right. healthcare, all right. of those are part of rural development mm-hmm. as we look at the full continuum of, of rural. Uh, so at, at USC, you know, I served as the Associate Dean, the first ever Associate, associate Dean for uh, Health Disparities and Social Justice. Right. Ran the Institute for Partnerships to Eliminate Health Disparities, but again, all of it around how do we make things better right. for communities that are underserved, disadvantaged, the most vulnerable among right. us. And so the role really came to me. I Really didn't seek it out, um, right. but it did come. And so when you think about being responsive and, and mm-hmm. looking at all the things that we've dealt with over the years, and when you get a call and ask you to serve, right. how can you say no?
1: Right. So I want to circle back to the USDA role here in a few minutes, but I'm curious about, you know, you're talking about your parents and growing food. Uh, What were their parents like? What did they do?
0: Same concept.
1: Is is this something that was passed down? Passed
0: on, right, Mm -hmm. uh, generation after generation. uh, For my parents and my life, uh, for my husband and his Mm -hmm. parents and and grandparents, uh, kind of a combination of uh, the land and, And church. Mm -hmm. So my history, uh, my legacy comes from not only the land, but also a very deep um, uh, faith uh, basis. Mm -hmm. Uh, My grandfather was a pastor. Hmm. I married my husband Sam. His father was a pastor. His Hmm. grandfather was a pastor. But all at the same time, looking and nourishing and developing the land.
1: Right. Yeah. And. This is our third season of this podcast. And over and over again, even when you wouldn't expect it, food comes up as a central component of community, especially within rural. Right. That connection to the land. Right. You know, I I feel like this is a a very important concept that we tend to overlook nowadays because food, we can use our phone and get food delivered to us.
0: Yes, that's true. So there's
1: a lack of connection there sometimes, right. right?
0: Particularly in urban settings. But if you look at the rural communities, still very much critical for rural communities. In fact, we were just in St. Helena Island last week Mm -hmm. uh, visiting with the Gullah Farmers Cooperative Association. They just opened a new processing plant Hmm. that the Gullah farmers will take their crops from the field, aggregate that, process it, distribute it, to the communities and beyond right yeah. to schools, to hospitals, so it's still that basic concept and an honor and respect of, mm-hmm. of what can bring and how it can bring a community together right. and lift a community.
1: Yeah I guess in the Gullah culture goes way back. yes right.
0: very very rich culture right yes yeah
1: that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. so and that feels like a then a natural segue for you then to the USDA, mm-hmm. which I think most people think of Department of Agriculture they think farms yes. I think most people, when they think rural, they think farms. That's true. Trying to tell them there's a lot more to rural than just farms. Yeah.
0: rural is not a monolith. No, 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 no. In no respect. Uh, In fact, it's changed so much that that's what really led to uh, the creation of rural development as a mission critical area for USDA. Right. Rural development actually was created with the 1990 Farm Bill Mm -hmm. and and and. Because of the changing landscape of rural, rural as agriculture diminished the need to have a mission-critical area around rural development, economic development. Right. How do we lift rural communities? How do we improve the life of, of those living in rural communities? Right, because
1: around in the 1970s, I believe, was when small farms started going to the wayside. That's and being exactly right. You saw that.
0: You saw the consolidation, the larger mm-hmm. farmer, uh, less so the small farm, and so Which now the major impact on rural communities and economies tremendous right. impact. Yes. Right. At the same time, you still have families.
1: Right. Still people there.
0: People in rural, and they still have needs. They mm-hmm. we need schools. Mm-hmm. We need uh, other industry coming in. So things have evolved as it relates to rural. But when President Lincoln first established the United States Department of Agriculture. It was around that agency being the agency, the department at the cabinet level that would mm-hmm. really touch people's lives. Uh, people would have a hands-on uh, experience with the people of the agency. But out of that came rural development. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about, it's, it's been almost 160 years since the department was established, right, and now we have other mission critical areas in rural development, a p- key piece of that, right, that developed almost 160 years ago, mm-hmm. and then in 1990, Farm Bill really stood up rural development mm-hmm. as a separate uh, missionary for USDA.
1: And this rural development is not just agriculture; no, it's, it's full not. rural community it's development. It's full.
0: How do we develop a rural community? Right, and we like to say that it's building a community from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. So find, what, finding so every, the gaps right. and trying to fill them. Exactly. Right.
1: Yes. So tell us a little bit about what that looks like for you then as the new director for development in the state. So
0: as the new state director, I am the CEO of the agency for mm-hmm. South Carolina. And every state, uh, there are some states that uh, are captured with one, multiple states that are under one state director. But we have 47 state directors across the country. I serve for South Carolina. I'm responsible for seeing that the mission is carried out in our state. Uh, have a tremendous workforce uh, of energized um, workers in South Carolina mm-hmm. committed to the mission of rural development. And so my role is to make sure that our programs reach and benefit all of rural South Carolina. Okay. So that's a critical piece of it, mm-hmm. uh, full responsibility, but certainly have tremendous uh, employees that are committed to the mission. So it's it's a, it's rewarding in that I've come into an agency right. that ties my uh, career mm-hmm. over the years mm-hmm. uh, with the work going forward and with individuals that are just as committed, have the same level of passion that I mm-hmm. have around seeing rule build back better.
1: Right. And it sounds like it, it can connect right back to the way of life your grandparents had—absolutely, where you could stay Absolutely. in place, grow, but thrive because you have everything you need in that everything community.
0: Everything ha- you need—that's exactly right. right. I can recall when I um, graduated, right before I graduated from high school, mm-hmm. and a lot of my classmates were talking about going away to school, go to right. universities, and oh, universities were opening up at the time and really reaching out to uh, uh, students of color. Right, and so I recall. Making a statement that I wanted to do whatever I could do in the uh, no, at the Northwesterns uh, at the UMass or where, whatever institution that I decided to could could go to, that mm-hmm. I wanted to do that in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I wanted to stay in South Carolina. I wanted to see those same opportunities for everyone in South Carolina. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and and that's important because it is tempting especially for people of color back in those times it was right. different back then that's right a that's lot more exact. difficult it's easier and i guess tempting to go north where that's it was right. more accepting that's right and as a result we lose talent we lose great people exactly. great leaders and they sometimes don't come back that's right, right.
0: and we see that now we see right. that across the board regardless right. of race we see that we're losing some of our best because right. we don't have in rule the things that would attract young people right. make them want to stay Right. Make them want to stay on the farm. Right. Uh, so if we can introduce new ways, retool, uh, make farming, even farming attractive again with the, the, the new uh, processes that are out there with funding available. Right. Uh, with uh, renew- renewable energy uh, programs and projects out there, uh, certainly more attractive and mm-hmm. certainly providing opportunities for those uh, to live in rural uh, mm-hmm. even if they work somewhere else uh, with the broadband expansion.
1: Right, and that was my next natural question. Okay. Here, here we are theoretically kind of post-COVID. Yes. I feel like we're hopefully on the tail of it. We'll see. It is well, December, December 21 is where we are right now. So. Right, right. Um, but, yeah, I wonder about that. Like, how do we help rural communities set up so that folks who don't necessarily want to live in the city but go there because of employment opportunities.
0: And so tremendous, you know, tremendous opportunities for rural now, particularly Mm -hmm. under the Biden-Harris administration. And I'm really, really excited to be a part of this administration and the efforts that are going toward making sure that we don't see a divide between rural and urban as far as the amenities that you might see and right. and, and might be attractive to young people, young families, uh, families that want to grow their families and grow rural. Right. Uh, so um, with broadband, that really is significant. Right. That allows us, for example, in rural development, to be able to attract engineers mm-hmm. that may that will could live in rural but they could be sparsed out across the country for the needs of, of rural development in multiple states. Right. Working with on projects, doing uh, environmental reviews, but but they could live in a rural environment.
1: Right. And that and that's the key. Right. So Talk to us a little bit about broadband. I know this infrastructure bill that just passed this yes. fall has significant broadband funding coming to USDA from yes. that, correct?
0: Yes. About 1.2 billion for, 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 um, broadband mm-hmm. and the expansion of broadband in rural communities. Uh, the connectivity, mm-hmm. uh, providing high speed internet comparable to urban settings will be available and accessible to rural communities. Right. And that's what that uh, bill provides. Uh, it's getting broadband to every household, every corner right. of rural South Carolina and rural right. communities across the country.
1: And that's really key. That's the key thing, because you'll look at like the maps by the FCC, for example. Right. And it shows that we have good broadband coverage in rural, but it tends to be if there's a broadband connection in a census tract, right? then they count it.
0: They count that. And And that doesn't mean it's reaching every household. Right. right.
1: That usually does not mean that.
0: And it's Uh, not and if it's available, it's not necessarily accessible or affordable.
1: Affordable, correct. Because you gotta get connected, you gotta get a modem, you gotta get a computer, all these barriers to low income families, right? That's right. That's right. So beyond broadband, is there anything else USDA is doing to, you know, cross that finish line? Yes, you can have a connection. What next?
0: So, you know, I'm not sure you're aware of our our latest funding is ReConnect3. That will be broadband. That will be huge dollars coming uh, to rural communities to be able to access broadband. Mm -hmm. So that's rolled out uh, the infrastructure bill. We're certainly anticipating Build Back Better Mm -hmm. to be funded. And we get additional funds, again, to lift rural communities in a way that we've never seen before. Right. Uh, I think when you uh, re- recognize that we basically have three priority areas, we've talked about broadband, but it's very much related to how do we bring our rural communities out of COVID and right. bring them out of COVID better than they were before we went into COVID. Right. And so a, a lot of our rural communities were hit hardest mm-hmm. uh, as far as covid Uh, As far as the numbers, Mm -hmm. uh, lack of access to vaccines, uh, certainly
1: care if you do get it. Yeah. Distance to care.
0: Right. Hit, you know, particularly if they were uh, uh, impacted by COVID directly, couldn't access care. Uh, So all of those issues are part of how do we make sure that coming out of this, our rural communities are better. That we've recognized in this process that were a lot of issues we already knew about. We knew about the health disparities. We knew that those were under those same underlying conditions that put communities, rural communities and and communities of color at higher risk for COVID. So we knew that going in, but it really
1: brought it to To the forefront.
0: forefront. And so now how do we take advantage of that information and make sure that it doesn't occur again?
1: Right. That we can
0: prevent that from happening again. Absolutely. Climate control is another big issue for the Biden administration. Right. And certainly tying into the rural communities, farming community, mm-hmm. how do we look at renewable sources of energy, climate mm-hmm. smart solutions uh, to climate change?
1: And things like droughts and heats and floods. They All, all that. Yes, absolutely. You know, and
0: certainly with this uh, historic uh, tornado
1: that, just went, through uh, that went through
0: Kentucky and, yeah. and surrounding um, states, uh, That shows why we need to focus on climate change, why we need to be aggressive and proactive about what we can do. And USDA will be very much involved in that and rural development as those those uh, communities rebuild Mm -hmm. and they will rebuild. But it will require support and resources that certainly rural development can provide. When you think about housing, Mm -hmm. And houses that were destroyed. If mm-hmm. something like similar to, if that happened in South Carolina, rural development would step up, just like I'm sure rural development is stepping up in Kentucky and those surrounding states. Multifamily housing, mm-hmm. single family housing. You ask uh, families from years ago, my parents' generation, mm-hmm. about housing and home ownership, many will tell you it was because of. Farmers Home Administration at that time, right? USDA, right. Farmers Home Administration, now Rural Development. That's a major program area for us, housing, single-family housing, and our multifamily housing. So program. it sounds
1: like a, a lot of this, circling back to the social determinants you mentioned yes. earlier, it's trying to attack some of those key issues of That's right. quality food, housing, yes. but also those utilities. Because I think yes. USDA has been involved in utility yes. work for rural, a long time. Yes, Rural
0: right? Utility Service. Mm-hmm. And it, it really, and just... Per, uh, 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 brought to mind um, a reference to when the 50 years of rural electric electrification Mm -hmm. and so that was so key at that time Mm -hmm. uh and now think about broadband right it's the next phase that's right right. yes yes Mm -hmm.
1: so you mentioned three priority areas broadband climate yes and three is and equity.
0: equity equitable access
1: okay two everything that they need
0: to everything that they need okay. absolutely and so we have um, with the new incoming state directors in, that was sworn in in October mm-hmm. we actually are working on what we call an equity project. Okay. every state uh, each state director for the states that uh, came up, came on board in October have stood up an equity project. okay that is essentially we're looking at our states we're mapping out our states. we're identifying, those communities particularly those communities that have not received funding from rural development in the last five years okay. we want to know why right so it's not just identifying the communities and say okay let's identify a project it's really going into those communities and talking to the people talking to the stakeholders mm-hmm. talking to those leaders why do you know about rural development right. if you don't know can we provide information share that to information that. Yeah. or if you know about rural development what were some of the barriers why haven't you accessed some of our programs and services right so that will help us to um really focus on equitable access making sure that every uh rural community in south carolina has the knows about rural development programs and can actually benefit from the funding
1: yeah and so when you're talking about these equity projects and Meeting with the communities, I think that's important because there's a lot of areas of our state who just are missing out. And I know we're hearing a lot about that of communities who aren't able to tap into some of these federal funds that are flowing down because of COVID. That's right. Because they don't have the capacity, they don't have the skill set, they don't have that infrastructure to go and get it.
0: Right. Absolutely. And so this equity project, while we're listening, hearing, um, identifying the voices that maybe haven't been heard, at the same time, we're also determining... Whether our programs are designed appropriately, whether we need to change some things, Uh, the food supply chain money that's coming down starting this week Mm -hmm. would be a prime example to uh, approach the Gullah Farmers Cooperative.
1: Right, right.
0: At the same time, we recognize that that's a loan. It's a loan guarantee, Right. but it is a loan, and a lot of our communities really just don't have the capacity to, to take on those those loan uh, programs right now. So, how right. do we provide the assistance, uh, or even how to apply for right. those loans? The to just navigate that technical the system expertise. exactly. Right. So, yeah. so part of the equity project is to provide that level of technical assistance. Okay. Is okay. to make sure that once we identify those communities, which we have, Mm -hmm. once we have the conversation and we find out, identify the gaps, we are seeing that one of the issues is how do you navigate the system? Uh, It uh, can be daunting. So how do we uh, minimize, streamline the process, uh, provide the assistance that's needed uh, to those individuals so they can uh, apply for those funds that are available?
1: Right, yeah, that's excellent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's that's something we at the Center Urban Trying to do as well. How do we? Right. How do we be a service to our rural communities right. so that they don't miss out on funds they should that's otherwise right. get? That's right. That's right. That's a goal of ours in 20, 2022, right. coming up very shortly. Very
0: good. Yes, very shortly. Uh, we also have priority points. Everything okay. that's coming out under the Biden administration uh, ties to those priority areas, mm. uh, as far as uh, food insecurity, uh, climate change, equity, as well as uh, post pandemic. Right. Uh, priority points will be applied to those uh, areas that are most distressed. Uh, uh, persistent poverty counties uh, up, will have priority points uh, aligned with their application in a way that kind of gives
1: them. They give them uh, a step up. A step up. Oh, right. Exactly. So that's they have right. higher priority to get funding. That's right. Yeah, that's excellent. Mm-hmm. So tell our listeners a little bit about some of the other programs you're working on. I know we mentioned Broadband, Reconnect 3, those kinds of things, but it sounds like USDA's got a ton of things going on. That
0: A lot. It's rewarding. It's a lot of uh, activities. I I really want to share with you, uh, particularly um, if you think about in the midst of the pandemic for South Carolina and many states' rural development, we really uh, Over outperformed previous years, Mm -hmm. previous years where there was no pandemic, our workforce, our employees were able to engage communities, get projects going uh, and really in some instances, double the uh, obligated dollars for South Carolina. So I really wanted to share particularly some key uh, activities that have occurred in South Carolina over the last year. For example, I shared with you that single family housing is a, a major program area for rural development. And in the fiscal year 2021, South Carolina Rural Development obligated 4,280 single family housing loans hmm. and 100 grants under that program.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Multifamily housing, three loans and 709 grants. Hmm. totaling 77 million dollars yeah. that's a significant investment in our rural communities for just, south carolina just
1: in the state just just, south, just, carolina. just I'm right. t- south
0: carolina right so multiply that across the states but right. for south carolina where that's the need investment. is so great right that's that happened in fiscal year 2021 and we're anticipating fiscal uh year 2022 to be as as aggressive as okay. we were as in 2021 good Community facilities, and this is a key area, particularly when you think about healthcare mm-hmm. and what we do as far as loans, grants, combination of loans and grants with our healthcare system. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, in uh, in Lugoff, South Carolina, Sand Hills Medical Foundation, we pro- invested $3 million to uh, expand Sand Hills. Uh, uh, medical foundation hmm. in a way that it will provide services to patients particularly those that are low-income patients right. and and don't always have access to quality health care right that's a major investment and those right. are the type the types of community facilities programs that we we provide, we're looking for, we offer.
1: Because that, that $3 million would not be a lot for a Columbia or for no, a Richland but County. but for a rural area. But for a that's for a major Lugolf, investment. That's that, exactly right. They would have a hard time coming up with. That's right. it can make a huge impact. That's right, that's right.
0: Yeah. Uh, same thing for water and mm-hmm. um, waste projects. When you think about rural communities that are, are really uh, struggling are uh, really at a disadvantage to attract new industry. Mm-hmm. A lot of it starts with the infrastructure, not having the water in place, the, water, the infrastructure for water in place to attract those industries. Right. So our programs for water uh, certainly uh, address those needs. Mm-hmm. I was just talking to someone on yesterday about the community of Nichols. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if you're fami- familiar with Nichols and what happened to Nichols during the thousand year flood and then a subsequent flood followed right behind that. And so what's needed to lift a community like Nichols speaks to the programs of rural development, speaks to the water issues, uh, ties us with in partnership with other federal agencies around transportation, making sure that roads are repaired, replaced, bridges are repaired, replaced uh, so people can get to this community, this community that was thriving multiple years ago, now you've seen diminished population in mm-hmm. a lot of our rural communities. Mm-hmm. With the census latest census, you've seen uh, declining populations. Declining, yeah. But providing those that infrastructure is necessary to for us to be able to rebuild those communities. Right,
1: and those are the basics, you know. The right, water, That's right. sewer, and right. now broadband as a utility. Absolutely. Obviously, you have a lot going on and you are you've been on the job for about two months now i think you said yes. two months and two days two, as months, of today. two days not that you're counting right? not that i'm counting <laughs> <laughs> so i'm curious about what things are coming down the pike that people would be interested in communities would be interested in that they could try to take advantage of or connect with you all to really help their communities yes. out
0: i mentioned the reconnect uh, three project the and broad-band. that's really the expansion of broadband mm-hmm. while we anticipate a lot of applications and calls coming to us, we at the same time want to make sure that we are strategic about the use of those dollars and obligating those dollars. So we are looking at developing or in the process of developing a strategic plan that will also hit some of those areas that we haven't hit. Some of those gaps. Some of those gaps. We're working with South Carolina Broadband uh, Office to as far as mapping to make sure we've identified the right areas that are that need need that need broadband and so that's a part of uh, the work that we'll be doing over the next few months Uh, the equity project I mentioned uh, we're also getting the food supply chain funding Mm -hmm. uh, just announced uh, just opening up for applications again while that will be handled at the national level national office will really accept those applications review those applications and approve those applications Mm -hmm. our role at the state level is identifying potential partners for food supply chain funding i.e talking with the the Gullah Farmers cooperative and other cooperatives major emphasis on cooperatives and how we can uh, develop those cooperatives as far as uh, addressing the needs of, of food deserts food insecurity right
1: which also helps those farmers to absolutely get their yes. food out and yes. generate some revenue yes yeah that's mm-hmm. so what's a win-win yeah right. so tell me a little bit about this promise zone i think we have a community down in the low country correct well,
0: we do have a promise zone community in the low country so um, tell,
1: tell me what that is and what that means for our state
0: for south carolina is significant um the Obama administration identified actually six rural counties in South Carolina as a promise zone mm, okay. in 2015. Okay. So, those uh, areas are Allendale, Bamberg, Hampton counties, and a significant portion of Barnwell, Colleton, and Jasper counties.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, geographically, west of Interstate 95, and we've talked a lot over the years about Interstate 95 corridor of shame Mm -hmm. uh again social determinants of health uh issues that need to be addressed if we're going to move rural communities forward right and so the designation as a promise zone is a 10-year designation uh it actually brings significant tools to those areas uh for individuals who live in the promise zone uh area basically uh, approximately 90,000 people will benefit from mm. that designation. Okay. It provides assistance, like we talked earlier, provides mm. assistance from federal workers to help counties, um, municipalities, other community p- partners to apply for federal funding. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually um, explains to them the priority points uh, and how they can get those points because of where they are and where they're located in the Promise Zone. Good. Actually, um, it's a catalyst for South Carolina, right? for growing our
1: rural communities. Kind of just turbocharge that community. Exactly. That's right.
0: exactly right. So uh, those communities are in place, working, we're aggressively working with those communities, those counties, uh, identifying projects that would benef- be a benefit to those communities. And as they lay out their... Uh, master plan for developing their communities their counties Mm -hmm. we want to work in concert we want to align the programs and projects and funding opportunities that we have with the needs of that community with the vision for those communities where they see their communities in the next five ten years and then how can we partner with them to help them them reach that
1: yeah that's excellent Mm -hmm. that's excellent So I'm going to put you on the spot for a second here. So as newly minted director uh, and you're coming in and looking at what everybody's doing and staff and all that kind of thing, I'm curious on your impressions of what you would love to do more of as this unit and maybe even what you'd like to do less of. Like, how would you like to see this evolve over those next five to 10 years to see what, what you can position it to do next? Yes.
0: Good question. Excellent question. As I've observed and been very active in the last two months, certainly want to get more information out about rural development. Mm-hmm. Make sure that people are aware of the agency, right. aware of our mission, aware of how we can help. And we're there to help in partnership. I think I'd see like to see less of the process, of the uh, paperwork, of uh, the concept or the idea that it's too daunting for us to take on right and so again that's in raising that awareness at the same time as we raise awareness we can also minimize the fear Mm -hmm. of the process
1: from those communities
0: from those communities absolutely
1: yeah yeah because i think it's challenging to go as a community and ask for money from the government it is
0: that's right so that's why let's go to them Mm mm-hmm Let's meet with the community. Let's meet with community leaders. Um, Mm -hmm. We're doing it as a part of the equity project. That's 10 communities that we're working with in South Carolina, in those states that are involved. But it can be so many more.
1: Mm -hmm. We
0: do need resources. We do need more people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our our workforce has um, uh, decreased over the last five to 10 years significantly. Right. Uh, We need people on the ground in the communities. Sometimes it's great uh, to centralize and to move things to uh, the state office, but for many of our rural communities, particularly those that are suffering, Mm -hmm. people are hurting, particularly coming out of COVID. Mm -hmm. Coming out of COVID needs to be a hands on, face to face as much as we can. Right.
1: Socially (laughs) distanced. Socially
0: distanced, right. Uh, Hearing from people. Right. uh, Hearing the voices of rule right and and letting those voices rise to the top you know i've often shared with you that i am the voice of those that feel they have no voice until they can find their voice Mm -hmm. and then use their voice for change right that's what i'd like to see rule development be
1: that's yeah yeah that's excellent absolutely i think you're the right person to try to do that too. Well, so that's I'm good. gonna
0: give it every inch of my <laughs> being right, to right. do that, absolutely.
1: So I'm also curious, you know, above and beyond all the work you're doing with USDA, mm-hmm. you know, pretend that you had a magic wand mm-hmm. and you could just wave it and, you know, what would you do or what, would you, what else needs to be done comprehensively to kind of help rural rise again, in your words?
0: I think uh, conversations, again, um, I think recognizing the assets, the the, the key asset in a rural community, certainly the people of rural. Mm -hmm. And while I have a strong voice and will use that voice, it's so much more important to, for those voices to be strengthened, uh, if I could take my magic wand and move it across communities, it would be to for people to feel that they have that sense of power
1: mm-hmm.
0: that they can address their the issues or the concerns of their communities. They can make a difference in in health care or, or health disparities that poverty can we can do something about poverty we right. can uh, reduce poverty in our communities mm-hmm. and come and that comes from within mm-hmm. somehow we've taken that sense of power away and i don't right. and i don't know when i say we i don't know who the we i, I guess i'm including myself in there somehow right. in our desire to do so much in the four communities sometimes we take away their power yeah, their and I, i'd like for them to see that and and to elevate that sense of power from Mm -hmm. within Mm -hmm. to see a better rule.
1: So is there anything else that you wish the public knew about the USDA and what all you all do?
0: Certainly, I would like for rural residents and all of America to know that rural communities are significant in who we are as a country. Mm -hmm. When we work together as Americans, we can really lay the foundation for prosperity, Mm -hmm. especially in rural communities. So our goal, as I shared with you, is to increase the awareness, uh, increase uh, potential customers uh, for our programs and the benefits of our programs. Certainly, as we raise that awareness, our work is to address the unique challenges Mm -hmm. that people in rural communities face. And while we want to eliminate uh, the disconnect between rural and urban, Mm -hmm. there are some things that are very unique to rural communities that we have to be aware of. And as we design programs, as we uh, roll programs out for rural, we have to be we have to recognize those unique challenges. Mm -hmm. So as we think about our programs, I shared with you our uh, water and waste program, Mm -hmm. our community facilities program, our distance learning and telemedicine grant program is another
1: Mm -hmm. key
0: area for a key priority for us in South Carolina for rural development. So clearly, rural development touches all the lives, all lives of all Americans every day, each day, in a very positive way
1: yeah that's great and we will put links to just about all that information that we can good. find in our show notes for folks who are listening you can check in there and right. okay. probably go to your website and find everything they need to find out right
0: yes absolutely and that website you have that is www.usda.gov backslash south carolina yeah and we welcome you to visit there and follow us on twitter good at RD South Carolina, very good. Yeah.
1: And folks can reach out to you for assistance for applying to these things, I assume.
0: Yes, yeah. absolutely. Excellent. Yes.
1: So, I always ask our guests a couple of questions here at the end. Um, and first one, you know, we we talk about challenges in rural mm-hmm. gaps, disparities, but I always like to hear from our guests what you think is great about rural. What's going well? What is good about rural? The people. The people.
0: Yeah. Absolutely great. Uh, in times. Uh, great times as well as times of uh, challenging times, mm-hmm. disasters. You see that resilience. You see that pulling together uh, in rural communities that really makes a significant difference. is how people manage day to day going through uh, challenging times and times of disaster. And I think that's what we're seeing right now right. in our country. Right. Uh, I think that um, I really think that that rural South Carolina, I can't speak to all rural, right. but I really think rural South Carolina values diversity mm-hmm. and sees diversity as an asset. Mm-hmm. And that's the change. Some of the changing landscape we've seen in rural. Right. That uh, the number of uh, Latinx mm-hmm. in rural communities growing probably probably the fastest growing. Absolutely. Um, yeah. you know, certainly African-American populations, Native Americans. Uh, but that diversity is valued, mm-hmm. particularly in South Carolina. I've seen it. I've watched it. Uh, I've lived it. And so, uh, and I think that's what makes drawing together in times of need, I think that's how we are able to do it. I mm-hmm. think that it it really reflects um uh, our ability to come together and to build, rebuild, mm-hmm. uh, move forward. Right.
1: Yeah, no, that's excellent. So I'm also curious, you know, you've been doing rural work for many, many years right? and um, so I'm curious if somebody were to ask you, well, what, what is rural? How what do you, is rural? how do you define that for somebody who's not f- really familiar with, right. they grew up in an urban area their whole right. life or well, whatever?
0: Well, my definition now, of course, uh, is focused on how we define rural for USDA right. and well. rural development programs. And so rural areas with population of 35,000 or, or, or less are eligible for our programs, our particularly right. our housing programs. When you think about our community facilities programs, then you're looking at uh, communities of 20,000 20, residents or less. Right. So, so, and that's and so, in my mindset, I'm focused around how do we define rule, particularly yeah. when we're talking to communities, going into communities. I want to make sure that we start this conversation. We're talking to the right communities, and that we can really make something happen. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Right. So, really targeting the ones that right. are needy. Right. Mm-hmm. Anything else? You good?
0: Well, I think that I, of, of critical for me that I didn't share is that when I answered that call, it wasn't for me. Right. It, it was for my children and my grandchildren for the next generation. Mm-hmm. And what I can do in this role for whatever amount of time I'm in the role mm-hmm. to, and I think I shared in my letter to the Biden administration to rekindle the hope Mm. and to see that hope in their eyes Mm -hmm. for the next generation, for the next generation. Yeah. Making that investment. That's, yes,
1: that's a beautiful sentiment. And I think the world would be a better place if we all could do that.
0: Absolutely.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate your time. This has been a great conversation. I've learned a lot and I love your insights on just the rural communities, um, and I'm very optimistic about where we can go, especially with you in, in charge of this. I am too. We've, we've been rubber. on this
0: road a long time, but I, you know, right. yeah, I, I do see the opportunities just unfolding.
1: Well, great. Well, thank you again. Thank you. Um, thank and you for having me. Like, like I said, we'll put a link to a lot of this information in our show notes so you can find this work and find Dr. Glover and her, uh, her staff, her minions, to get the assistance that you need. Um, And stay tuned for more episodes coming out soon. And if you've liked what you've heard today, please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating. That's the only kind you can give on iTunes, I think. Uh, And if you have any ideas for guests you'd like to hear from us, uh, please let us know, and we'd love to hear from you and have them on. And that's all for today. Thanks.
0: Thanks for listening to the Growing Rural Podcast. If you found the content valuable, please leave a rating on iTunes or wherever you listen so that others can find us. For more information, please visit our website at scruralhealth.org or find us on Twitter at SC underscore CRPH. This was recorded at the University of South Carolina in Columbia.
1: Y'all take care.